0: I whack in the direction of the irritating noise. Oh, thank God. Mm. I yawn, do a muscle man stretch, and think, ah, Another day in paradise. The heart of the North Island, the big smoke, or as some call it, Turangi. My eyes are still full of Tore Tore as I squint at my phone. Poco I'm late. I'm supposed to meet up with the boys at the skate park in 10 minutes. I'll never make it in time. I leap out of bed and run to the bathroom. I slap some water on my face and run some through my hair. Manly grooming, done. I glance at my reflection in the mirror, thinking I may have looked better before I added the water. Ah, Good enough. I'm meeting the bros, not the queens. Grabbing one of mum's cakes, I race towards the door. I chomp down on it. My tooth. Mum might not be the best baker in the world, and let's just say her rock cakes are, well, rocks. But I still like them, even though I've lost a tooth or two on these bad boys. I yell out to Mum and Dad, Ladies! But like most parents, they're in their own world and there's no response. Normal. I grab my scooter and speed off down the footpath. I'm about to pass the neighbor's gate when the worst guard dog in the world comes out to greet me. It's the neighbor's semi-adorable mutt, Bubbles, he always licks everyone that passes by. Hey boy, hey boy, come on. Bubbles freezes and starts backing up, staring at me like I'm a dog catcher. I reach out to pat his head, and then he takes off, yelping with his tail between his legs. Hmm, not normal. I shrug and speed off towards the BP. I shake my head at the kids outside BK with old cups trying to get a freebie. I wave at the harmless drunk, apparently our uncle, who's passed out outside the liquor store and carry on towards the rest of the gang who must be ho-ha by now, waiting for me at the skate park. I look up at the sky. It's a weird sort of day. No sun, no cloud either. Just hazy. I get to the park and no one's there yet. Yes, I thought I was late. I grab my phone to check the time. It's flashing. Damn. I must have whacked it too hard this morning. I'd give it another whack for good measure. Yeah, great rain! As I'm looking at the sky, my attention is drawn to something weird looking. I'm not even sure what I'm looking at, but it looks like a tear. A little tear in the sky. The tear is... is pulsing. (laughs) There's a shockwave that ripples across the sky. Definitely not normal. It looks like it's about to... Whoa! The tear rips slowly in opposite directions for as far as the eye can see. At first, there are rays flickering and stuttering through the torn sky. Not rays of light, rays of darkness. They turn into a river-like mass that pours forth into the world like a flash flood. It takes a while to register that this mass is pure darkness. It's not like the night, which even at its darkest, you can still see something. Nah, this is more like a black hole that has consumed everything until there's nothing. No colour, no lights, nothing. Into the darkness it comes, a shape of some sort made up entirely of stars and light that snakes its way out into the newly formed darkness. It immediately illuminates the new plane with an ominous blue glow. It's humongous, perhaps 10 kilometers in length, and it's oscillating. One moment, it's translucent, and then the next, there's a flash, and it changes to something solid. I can now see that it's an intricately carved waka. It's breathtaking. The fakairo adorns the length of the body, but there is something very different about the Fakairo. The Manaya and the Tekoteko appear to be alive. They argue and fight with each other, weapons and all. The carved warrior figure at the prow of the waka is brandishing a tefatefa and is scouring the terrain. His Tefatefa movements are guiding the direction of the Waka. He looks like he's hunting. But hunting what? His eyes are luminescent power shells that suddenly turn glowing red like a laser slit. The waka flashes back to its translucent form and hurdles towards the earth. There's a figure near the stern of the waka that casts a gigantic net covering half of the town. As the net is hauled back in, I notice that there is something caught in it. It's a person. Hey! Hey, hey, leave them alone! Ho! Pokokohua! That was instinct. My damn protective streak that I get from my mother, or as Dad calls it, a big mouth. I'm not sure what response I was expecting, but I immediately regret it. The warrior turns his gaze towards me. He lowers his teffa tefa down slowly like he's lining me up to take a shot. It must be a dumb instinctive reaction, as I do a, who me, finger point at myself. Oh shucks. I spin around and take off, or try to. My foot is pushing off, but the scooter is going nowhere. I look behind me, and the waka has leapt forward an impossible distance somehow. I keep pushing off, trying to go forward. Like I'm not panicked enough. All the Fokkaido on the waka let out an almighty haka. I try to go again, but I begin floating like I do sometimes in a nightmare. It's this feeling of losing control and wondering if you're being controlled, which is most terrifying. I glance backwards. The waka is almost here. I look up and see the net has been thrown at me. It descends slowly. In fact, everything is now moving in slow motion. I close my eyes, waiting for the inevitable. I think about mum. I wish I was home eating one of those delicious, one of her cakes. A few moments pass by. Something should be happening right now. Why am I not thrashing about in a net? I tentatively open one eye, afraid of what I might see. Nothing. It's gone. I didn't get it. I turn my head to the right. Anna, it's still here, but I've moved somehow. I'm now outside my house. An ambulance speeds into the driveway, slamming on the brakes. I instinctively think, oh no, Dad! I rush inside, ahead of the ambulance crew. Dad! Mum! Mum's crying. Oh no. Then Dad pops out from behind the door. Hang on, Dad, you're okay? Why are you crying too? And what are you doing in my room? You never go into my room. The ambulance guys burst through the front door and almost knocked me over, but I managed to dive out of the way. Excuse me, I think of the words you're looking for. They've gone to my room too. I brush myself off. Look, everyone get the hell out of my room. There's no response. Hey, why aren't you all listening to me? I stumble towards my room and peer inside. <laughs> Who the heck is that lying on my bed? No! No! Shh! My life flashes before my eyes. Kinda like your mind doing one last aki to your body. Guys, I'm right here, mum, dad, over here. I reach out to my mum, but my hand goes straight through. Mum pauses for a second and then moves towards me. Oh, not me, I mean my body, oh, I'm, I'm confused. Is he, is he? Oh, don't say it, mum. Dead? No, no, he's in a coma. He's in a coma. I'm not dead. Hey, I'm not dead. I'm not. I'm, I'm. Hang on, what am I? I'm not undead. That's like vampires and zombies. And I'm not alive. Um, unalive? Maybe? Definitely not dead. I run outside and raise my fist in defiance. I'm not dead! I'm not dead! Oh, the walker hurdles towards me. My big mouth again. I turn back to the house. The door slams shut. I've lost control again. I can't move. I turn back to the walker. It's still oscillating and each time it does, it disappears and reappears. Closer and closer until the net hears me. I'm being hauled in and the net is lifting me higher and higher towards the taurapa of the waka. Before I'm thrown to the back of the stern post, I pass the gaze of this huge being on the other end of the net. He must be at least 20 stories high. He has a taa moko that looks like it was carved out by a bulldozer. There's a huge dog that leaps towards me. I recoil, just out of his jaw's reach. The sentinel yanks on the rope around the dog's neck that pulls him back to his side. Oh, nice doggy. Nice doggy. The dog gives one last growl before turning away. I look up to where I'm heading. I don't like the look of this. Whatever I'm heading towards is suspended off the back of the upper and is crawling like a pit of snakes blink and I'm there. I hate how time and movement operate in this spirit world if that's what this is. Now that I'm here I can see that it's a prison of sorts. Something is preventing anything from escaping. When I say anything I mean spirits and there are a whole heap of them and they are freaky looking. They only have an upper body and even then their hands are missing. I can see right through them. They have no hair and their eyes are like power shells. They look at me with disinterest and then turn away. Oh, uh, kia everyone, uh, I'm not supposed to be here. I use my most kaitata takitani haka voice. Every spirit freezes and then their eyes all begin to glow red. The sentinel gestures towards the ground. The warrior on the prow points his defa defa towards the earth and we descend towards the ground at breakneck pace. I turn towards the spirit next to me. Any seatbelts? We slam into the ground. Images flash before my eyes. Rock, darkness, molten lava, blinding light, steam. A doorway, I think. Rumbling, a huge face in the rock. Darkness, and we are there. There are no flames or pitchforks, so this must be the underworld. Raro henga, I think but it's not what I expected it to be. There are no people floating around, but there are images of people everywhere, like a trillion TV screens that are constantly changing channels. Memories maybe? Emotions maybe? Good, bad, sad, shocking, frightening, extraordinary. And yet, in the chaos, I can understand it all. Time seems to be going in all directions. To the future, backwards, standing still. Maybe this is how Matakite can see into the future because they've been to this place. A second has passed, a century perhaps. I don't know, and I don't think you're supposed to know. Without warning, we're gone. Here we go again, but in the opposite direction, upwards. But something's wrong. We've slowed down, losing power somehow. We're struggling to make it up. Objects are smashing into us. The sentinel is deflecting mountain-sized boulders. Even the dog is chomping rocks that cross its pathway. The prow has its head down, smashing through the rock and minerals in its way. Just when I think we're not gonna make it, we're out. The waka stutters, struggling to ascend. I get a whiff of something delicious. Ahani. kereru, tuna and kumara. There's steam all around us. Lots and lots of steam imbued with these heavenly aromas. The steam acts like fuel that regenerates the waka. There's an energy spike, and a pulse of lightning shoots through the waka, biting all the eyes. The tauihu, the tekoteko and the manaya, the sentinel and the kuri, The spirits too. All the eyes have turned blue and have begun to sparkle. Unsure of what's about to happen, I recognize a face amongst the spirits. It's my Auntie Mere who died last year. She shakes her head at me. Poor Auntie, why are you shaking your head at me? She quickly advances towards me. Thinking that she's gonna embrace me, I open my arms and then she shoves me off and out of the protective barrier. I watch the Waka as I tumble back to Earth. The Waka surges in power, gaining an unstoppable momentum until an explosion sends stars and sparks shooting in all directions. I close my eyes and I think of Mum. My eyes open and Mum's crying. I pray to your answer, oh. I know! <clears throat> can, can I get you anything? I pause for a sec, taking everything that's happened in, and say, Hey, yeah, how about one of your rock cakes? Pakikehua, he mea tuku na te wānanga o altearoa a Nate te māngai pāho i Pakikehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Altearwa with funding from te māngai pāho.